Nurse.com is proud to be a sponsor of the Ask Nurse Alice podcast. As the premier destination for nursing knowledge and resources, Nurse.com supports your passion for healthcare with an unrivaled collection of tools, articles, and courses tailored for the nursing community. Get your daily dose of things you need to know for your nursing journey. Discover the world of nursing like never before with Nurse.com. Empower your practice, advance your career, and enrich your knowledge. Nurse.com. It's your nurse life all in one place. Welcome to Ask Nurse Alice, the show that answers all your questions on all things health, wellness, love, and lifestyle to help you stay in the know and live life well. I'm your host, America's favorite nurse, Nurse Alice, and welcome. This is actually my first episode, first podcast ever, so I'm really, really excited, and this is going to be a great show because really it's all about you guys and the questions that you've asked me and that we're going to be sharing on a larger platform. And so as part of today's conversation, I want to invite you all to participate. So please follow us, share your comments on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and all those great things on social media at Ask Nurse Alice. And if you have a question, comment, or a story that you want to share, uh, please visit my website at AskNurseAlice.com and submit your comments there. Um, and shout out to Inclusive Media. They're the folks who are helping me to put this show on. Please make sure to follow them as well. Follow them on Inclusive Media Podcast Network. Download this podcast on Spotify, Apple and Stitcher, or wherever you're listening to your podcasts. So um, I say we just go ahead and get started. I know you guys are probably wondering, who is this beautiful woman sitting next to me? Yes, you guys, I have the wonderful Margina Carter. She's going to be my special guest today, joining us to help dissect this wonderful conversation we're going to be having. She is a licensed psychotherapist and mental health and relationship expert. She's also the founder and CEO of Carter Care Therapeutic Services, which is a private group in Manhattan Beach, California. She does expert psychoanalysis on TV1's hit crime show, Fatal Attraction. So you've probably seen her there. And she's also on KUSI Good Morning San Diego and KJLH Radio. And she probably yes. does a whole bunch of other things, Margina. <laughs> yes. So, welcome to the show. Yes. And thank D- you for having me. Did I leave anything out? You're so fabulous. Yeah. You know. Looking, no, you didn't leave anything out. Okay. Well, you're looking radiant thank in that yellow, you. all of this. And FYI to the people listening, it is always a great thing to have a therapist on your mm-hmm. team. Don't wait till there's something wrong. Absolutely. You're having problems. Um, yes. So I'm so glad that we have Margina today. So. Um, and then also, you know, it's the, the first podcast of Ask Nurse Al, so I'm really, really excited. I might even stutter, stop or something, but I'm just so overwhelmed because it is our first show. And we are kicking it off in February, which mm-hmm. I know February is the shortest month of the year. However, a lot of great things happen in February, right, Margina? Yes. Yes. Yeah, so for one, it's uh, Black History Month. Let's own that, guys, right? So um, we were having a conversation earlier. So Martina, do you know why Black History Month happens in February? I know there's a specific reason, but I can't remember the reason. So you're going to remind me. Yes, yes. So there are a lot of conspiracy theories that, oh, they gave black folks just the shortest month of the year to celebrate our history. So although that might be a coincidence, I wanted people to know, because I found this out as well, that it actually started off as Negro History Week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... And that week was, um, that was created in 1926 by Carter G. Woodson, who's an African-American historian, scholar, educator, and publisher. And uh, they chose a week in February because that, uh, that week coincided with the birthdays of Frederick Douglass 
and Abraham Lincoln's whose birthdays fell in February. I believe it's February 12th and 15th. So it started off as a week. Mm-hmm. And it then, wasn't enough. No, no. We got a lot of greatness to add. And so in 1976, they, ex- or excuse me, 19, yeah, 1976, they expanded it to the entire month. Yeah. So that's why Black History Month happens in February. And um, I think as a, some of the producers were showing, a lot of great things happen in February. Yeah, we also, yeah. It's awards there. Yeah. <laughs> award season, NBA All-Stars. Yeah. A lot of great things happen, as well as it's Heart Awareness Month. Yeah. So that's very important. I know as a therapist, although the mind is very important, it all starts in the heart. Don't mm-hmm. you think? Absolutely. Yes. So um, it is Heart Awareness Month. And as an advanced practice nurse, uh, cardiology has always been my love and my passion. Um, and really what's inspired me to be a nurse, and I really want to encourage people because we know that heart disease is the leading cause of death amongst everyone, but even more so and disproportionately so mm-hmm. in African American men and women. So, you guys, I, I can you know give you this laundry list of things that you should and could do to improve your heart health, but I want to go ahead and just send you all to the, my website at asknursehouse.com. There's a video there that talks about seven simple things that you can do to live a heart healthy life. So um, Margina, what do you do to stay heart healthy? Yeah, well, it's been probably about three years that um, I've been vegetarian. I started out as flexitarian. So I would do some months, I, I started out doing about three months and then I transitioned to six months. And so for the past about two years, I've eaten this year and I'm, I've set a goal to do no meat the entire year. But the last two years, I would only do it on a holiday. So like Thanksgiving on my birthday, I'd have like chicken or fish or something like that. But that is one of the main things and working out. Mm-hmm. I really I do um, Legree, which is like a form of Pilates or and kind of just formulated by Pilates, but that offers more cardio. And so I do that three to four times a week. I do Legree and working out. And also for me, I think it's so important to make sure you have a healthy mind. And so I make sure that I'm meditating and that I'm really keeping my mind healthy. And also, you know, if you have a healthy mind, you have a healthy body. And yes. so that is really, for me, it's important to work out and to eat good and to really have, you know, a yes. sound mind. Right. So those are some, I mean, that's great that you do that. And I like that flexitarian. Yeah, flexitarian. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah. So eating right, uh, exercising. There's some other things that you can do. So make sure you go to my website at asknursealice.com. There's a video, um, seven simple things that you can do to live a happy and healthier, heart healthier life. So um, now also another reason why I'm so glad we're kicking this off in February is because February is my favorite month. It's the month of love. Love is in the air. And it's a beautiful thing when you're in love. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, and I'll say this, studies do show that people who are um, in healthy relationships actually have some health benefits. Yeah. Yeah, so um, research will show that um, not only are are you happy and in love, but you're also um, stronger. You have mm-hmm. a, a, a stronger immune system. Mm-hmm. You recover from disease faster. You live a longer life. Um, psychological well-being is improved, decreased uh, rates of suicide and death, and a lot of positive things about being in a relationship. Now, and this is why I'm so glad Margina is yeah. here, not every relationship is the same. Um, and in February, as we're celebrating love, some of us might not be so happy in love because maybe we're in a relationship, but we're not really in a relationship, if yeah. that makes any sense. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, he's more than my friend, but not quite my boyfriend and not my husband yet. So 
Like, so what are we, right? So I think, you know, most people will refer to this as a situation. Absolutely. Which I'll say is different from a hookup. I think a hookup is more like a one night stand type of thing. Like Mm -hmm. we have a common interest to maybe, Mm -hmm. you know, have sex or do something. But a situationship actually has emotions involved, right? Situation absolutely a situationship is like the in-between courting and a and a solid commitment. Situationship is like in between. So we have the perks of the relationship and we do not have a commitment. So I can also maybe date other people, hang out with other people, spend Valentine's Day with somebody else. And you're not that bothered Mm -mm. if you're okay with the situation. I'm bothered. I'm already bothered. As soon as you brought in the other person, I was like, "Mm -mm." no, this is because I want all the attention. And this is one thing when it comes to me, when. When I care and love someone, I'm with that person. Yeah. So I don't like sharing. Yeah. I know they say sharing is caring, but not with my man, not with yeah. my boo. Yeah. And I'll say this. If you are in a situationship and it perhaps you want to be exclusive with the person and they're not there, that can actually have some harmful effects on your health. Yeah. Stress, anxiety, mm-hmm. depression, mm-hmm. Um, increased rates of obesity. And studies have shown that you'll even have higher blood pressure, your blood sugar will be You're poorly stressed managed. Out. You are stressed to the fullest. Yeah, yeah. Because I don't want my boo talking to someone else. But see, that's where the problem lies. Because if you're in a situation, then that's not your boo. You're sharing the person. Mm-hmm. There is no commitment in a situation. The commitment is, is that we're hanging out. We're companions. We're having fun. There is no solid commitment here as I'm only going to be exclusive with you. And if there is some exclusivity, it is not for long term. It is for the moment. This is momentary. We're having fun now. (laughs) No one who wants to be exclusive and only with that one person should ever get into a situation ship. But this this is the thing, Margina. I don't think that uh, we enter into these relationships. I'm going to go ahead and call it a relationship because there's some type of give and take. I don't think people enter into situationships purposefully. It's with... um, Wanting, you know, wanting to explore further with someone, but having some reservations because you don't want to come across looking thirsty or too mm-hmm. needy or, oh my gosh, look, her biological clock is mm-hmm. ticking. They're like just mm-hmm. being pressed. Right. And you also kind of want to just like take it slow. So I will say, I'm going to put myself there on Front Street as an example. Um, the times where I've dated people, I definitely didn't enter thinking it was a situation ship, but when then later learned that. That was all that they wanted. Right, right. And um, as I mentioned earlier, I was stressed. I wasn't sleeping well. I started to become unhappy. Yeah, yeah. But I think that's the problem then. Then people are not dating with the purpose. You're going into it thinking, oh, maybe this will evolve to something. But you have to ask up front, do you want a relationship? If someone says they don't want a relationship, then you should not be waiting around because that probably will not change. If you're entering into a courtship, these are questions that you have to ask up front. Do you want something further? Are we going to go further? Do you want children? Are you looking for something serious, fun for the meantime, in between time? If you're not asking these questions, then what is doing, what you're doing is setting yourself up because you are not dating purposefully. Okay, y'all heard it from the therapist here. <laughs> so, and I'm I'm not a therapist, and let's let me just keep it real. I am a divorcee. I married my high school sweetheart, and that just didn't work out because even though 
you know, we had this long marriage, you know. I asked all those questions, though, yeah. and it still ended up, you know, in a divorce. So I think that's why, because divorce rates are so high, um, that people are afraid to, you know, have these conversations up front because you don't want to come across needy. They say, be in the moment, you know, enjoy life. And those are that's what people are doing. But I think people, you know, you can't help um, who you love and you can't help falling in love. I think to a degree, love. you can't. I think there's some people who purposely hold back emotions and connections with others because they don't want to get hurt. Okay. I know, I know I would, t- I would oh, take you goodness. there now. I know I she's t- going to take us there. But okay, but, so, but let me go back, back yeah. to this situationship because, you know, we see these, well, actually, a lot of people try to keep their things on the low when they're in situationships because no one ever likes to admit mm-hmm. they're in a situationship. But um, there was a story that just recently, uh, baby, which his mm-hmm. government name is Jonathan Kirk, mm-hmm. um, known for his song, Suge and Bop, mm-hmm. um, on social media, um, the baby and his two-year-old daughter's mother, Mimi, who have dated on and off for several years now. Now, this is the interesting thing. Um, long story short, she found out that he was having a baby with another woman. Mm-hmm. But just a couple of days ago, you know, there there's posts of them together. She's rubbing his feet. Mm-hmm. They're on this private jet. So it mm-hmm. looked like they were truly in a full-on relationship. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And they shared a child together yeah. now. Um you know, and now she's really upset. She went yeah. to social media. She's, you know, yeah. trying to expose him and she's really hurt behind all yeah. this. But the interesting thing is, I think it's a couple years ago, um, she actually did an interview mm-hmm. where she was directly asked, what is, you know, what is the situation between you and the baby? And she said um, that they're both single, mm-hmm. and but that's her boo. Yeah. So do you think that um, how she's feeling now and that conversation, like, do you think that she placed herself in a situationship? Well, yeah, absolutely. I, I, here's the thing. If you, if someone is upfront with you that they don't want a relationship, mm-hmm. or maybe that, because sometimes people are not upfront, but then we have to have our wherewithal and our instincts to be able to say, okay, well, when it comes to Valentine's Day, they said we can hang out Thursday or, you know, Saturday, but not on the day or they're unavailable or they're slowly texting. They're not showing as much interest and it says that they're not as committed as you. And sometimes we have to be able to take a step back and look at what we need versus what we want. Sometimes we want that relationship. We want that person and they don't want us back. So we go forward, we move forward with it and then we don't get what we need and we're hurt a lot of times we have to take our own responsibility in how we move in relationships okay so hindsight's always 2020 mm-hmm. and so we we need to be better at establishing boundaries absolutely like. so boundaries now some people and I'll, I'll go ahead and throw myself in there some of us um we're told to like enjoy the moment and just, you know, just relax, go with the flow type of thing. So it's kind of this balance as to not being so thirsty and enjoying the moment. Um, but I see what you're saying, establishing boundaries. But let's say you find yourself in a situation yeah. and you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. And like with all those health things that I said, your high blood pressure, sugar is not managed, you're gaining weight, you're not sleeping well, you can't focus. You become obsessed with mm-hmm. what's the other person doing, who are they talking mm-hmm. to, and don't take it to social media because, and although there have been changes in the <laughs> Instagram algorithm, people will still lurk and try to follow, follow who you follow Absolutely. and look for comments mm-hmm. and posts. So, what should people do once they find themselves in these unhealthy relationships? Yeah, what are some things that we can do 
to kind of get ourselves out there and stay mentally sane while we're doing it? Well, I would say just get out of it, right? You really have, and, and I think it's important to understand that you're in it. A lot of people don't look at it that way. They're like, oh, this person is cheating. But if they never made a commitment to you, then how are they cheating? Right. And so I think it's understanding that you're in a situation and that you want more from this. You want a commitment. You want a partnership. Right. And a companionship with just that one person. And you want them to be exclusive with you. So once you realize that, then you have to say that this person is not going to give me what I need. And so I need to step back and understand that I may want them, but that I cannot be in this because I am not getting what I need. Take a step back, right? I will also say pop into a therapist and understand why is it that you're wanting something and you're reaching out for something for to someone or from someone that's not going to give it to you, right? Because ultimately then what you're doing is you're setting yourself up for pain. Yes. And that's something we definitely, definitely want to avoid because that never feels good. So um, you brought up a good point, seeing a therapist. So I think a lot of people defer a therapist until they're like depressed, can't mm-hmm. get out of bed, mm-hmm. haven't showered mm-hmm. and like they're on their, you know, kind of on their last leg and mm-hmm. like desperate, desperate. Absolutely. I think it's really important that we talk about what we're feeling and how we're feeling and get an, a true objective um, listener so, you know, they can help us see things that we wouldn't normally see. And although we love our girlfriends, we love our boys. Sometimes, y'all, those are not the people who should be giving you the advice because, you know, what kind of situation are they in? Are they Mm -hmm. married? Are they happy? Um, But yeah, so definitely want to establish some boundaries um, with that. And I'll also say this as you're as you're doing this, you need to feel empowered and really love who you are and know your worth and know your value. And as you're doing this, I mean. Sooner or later, we're going to figure out that we're not sleeping well, we're not eating well, we're not drinking. And that's just not the way to go, guys. Nobody is worth doing that Mm self-harm to yourself. Um, That means it's just gone too far, right? And so a lot of people use therapy as a way to pick me up when really it should be used as a preventative. When you're going and you've already been depressed, you're having, you know, physical symptoms, chest pains, difficulty sleeping because of the situationship, that means that you've allowed it to go too far. So there are so many things that have happened along the way that has caused pain and you've waited versus getting in sooner and saying, hey, I need some help with prioritizing. What is it that I want from this relationship? And, And maybe... Maybe even accepting that I do want a commitment. Sometimes when you're in situationships, you are, it's difficult to admit that you want a commitment from this person, right? Because you don't want to appear thirsty, but I say, be a little thirsty, get a <laughs> good, quench your thirst and say, listen, I want for you to be committed to me. I like that. Right? It's, it, it, if you do that, then you will know upfront if that person will give that to you. Otherwise, then what happens is now you're in limbo. You're a little bit flexible. You're allowing this person mm. to move in your life as they please. Mm-mm. When really it comes with the boundary and saying, I do want a commitment from you. Exactly. So you hear that, right? Margina said, quench your thirst. Mm-hmm. Quench it. Quench it. And don't lose your edges along the way. (laughs) That is not the thing to do. But if you know, if you have a story, if you have a question about, you know, your relationship, your situationship, we'd love to hear from you. Um, Send your comments to um, AskNurseAlice.com or you can send it to us on social media. We'd love to hear it. And who knows, maybe we can share that story and actually maybe call you and invite you to tell the story yourself. So please make sure to follow us. Now, um, 
as we, you know, I've just invited everyone to be a part of the conversation. I actually want to get to some Ask Nurse Alice mm-hmm. mail um, because we've invited people to be a part of the conversation. Um, and so I'm going to read this. I'm going to read this. I'm going to leave her name and city out just so we can provide some confidentiality, you know, confidentiality there. But um, the question is, I am newly single for the past eight months. And there's this guy who I've been kind of dating and wants to take me out on Valentine's Day. I really like him. Oh, I love that. Um, But I've purposely been keeping my distance because I was diagnosed with herpes last year and I'm afraid I'm going to scare him away. Should I tell him or just wait till we're closer to getting hot and steamy? So um, I'm going to go ahead and just give out some stats. Um, Herpes is actually the most common Mm-hmm. sexually transmitted disease and actually there's about one in eight people in the united states who have genital herpes and most people with genital herpes close to 90 percent, don't even know that they have the infection yeah so it's a it's a sexually transmitted disease it's common however it's preventable um, and once you have herpes you have herpes it can go dormant so there's treatment to suppress the virus so you're not having outbreaks mm-hmm. so for the most part it is truly manageable and you can live a happy and normal life with it yes. so it's not a death sentence um but now i'll say this whenever you are entering into a relationship with someone i think the i don't want to say i think i know that the responsible thing to do is to have this conversation now, Margina, she's she's worried about having the conversation. What do you say to that? Well, first, again, pop into a therapist, right? Because you mm-hmm. need the guidance and you need to know, are you ready? Oftentimes, if we're not ready to have the conversation and you're not accepting of it of yourself or you're not confident that you can have a loving, happy relationship with um, herpes, then, then you come off insecure yes. and you come off afraid. And then that can make someone who may not even have an issue with it, be afraid to move forward, right? And so if she, I, I would say first to be comfortable with the person and understand that this is not something you're wearing on your shirt, you're not wearing on your forehead. These are conversations that need to happen once I feel safe with the person and once we are in a space where I know that sex will come along or is you know within the trajectory other than that you're just having fun have fun date go you know if, if you're not you know uh, getting a hotel and spreading rose petals on the bed for valentine's then you don't need to tell right. it's not really it's not really i think something that's important and at the forefront of the conversation and i really do this a lot with my clients when i have several clients who mm-hmm. have herpes that they it is not the you know coffee shop talk this right. is something that is personal and only share with people you feel that you can be personal with exactly you're not saying hi i'm alice i have herpes exactly and and let me say this first off there's no reason to be ashamed absolutely if that's not. what you have absolutely you are not. so much more than uh, a disease process mm-hmm. uh, you know so i want people to know that first you are you know you're an individual who's a lot more than that and again, these conversations are reserved for people who you plan to um, have intercourse with. And I'll say this, whether you have herpes or not have herpes, you should always be having a conversation about your um, sexual health and status Absolutely. before you engage in activity with someone. Show me my results, I'll mm-hmm. show you mine. Or maybe go together. That's a way of bonding. There you go. It's a way of bonding. But to answer this to this viewer's question, yeah. yes, you, you should tell him. Yes. And one is because you want to honor yourself. Yeah. 
Um, you deserve more. You should live, be able to live in your truth. Mm-hmm. Um, two, who knows? This individual might have, you know, have herpes as well or some other medical condition or yeah. something else going on. And you've given them permission to be their true selves. And then third, although this may not be the answer we want to hear because we all fear of rejection, um, you need to give the other person the opportunity, the, the opportunity to make a choice because you would want that yourself. And so it doesn't have to go bad or go sour. You can still be friends, mm-hmm. but perhaps it's just not going to enter into a relationship. So yes, don't yes. wait till you're hot and steamy. And then also condoms do not protect you from herpes. They just do not. They don't, guys. So I just want you to be aware of that. Be informed. Okay, so that was one question. And so now I'm going to go into another question um, from another lady. And let's see. She says, um, I met a guy on a dating app and we hit it off immediately. We went on two dates and everything seemed to be going well. That's good. Yeah. Um, we laughed and connected in several ways. We didn't sleep together, but things did happen. I wonder what things those are. I don't know. Probably like um, foreplay, kissing, Cuddling, touch. Okay, mm-hmm. okay. Canoodling. Uh, canoodling. <laughs> All right. Um, she said, goes on to say, I felt comfortable to take that step because of the connection, but I haven't heard from him since. Complete radio silence. Ooh, after our second date, uh, what did I do? Um, what did um, where did things go wrong? Ooh, that sounds like ghosting. Yeah. I don't know about. So, d- does it sound like ghosting? It to you? does sound like he definitely ghosted her. Okay, so first off, before we even go there, because we're gonna go there. Yeah. Um, let's first define what ghost to ghost someone means, and the definition of that is. The practice of ending a personal relationship with someone by suddenly and without explanation, withdrawing from all communications. Yeah. And it sounds like that's what that gentleman did to her after the second Absolutely. date. Absolutely. Now, There's also a thing, slow ghosting, right? It, it happens with in texting. So when people slowly don't respond uh, and, and that's another form of ghosting too. Like usually if the communicator will cut it off, but usually you will find in texting mm. where it's like they're slowly not responding or they'll thumb up or they'll like what you say, but there's no engagement. Oh, okay. I've called that fade to black. I'm yeah. Gonna, yeah. With or fade. fall back. Uh-huh. That's my, you know, you've seen the post fall, yeah, fall back absolutely, game is strong. Absolutely. Now, now, but let me say this. So, um, to the young lady that sent this message, um, you are not alone. And yeah. according to a study by Plenty of Fish back in 2016, it found that 78% of single millennials have been ghosted at least once. Um, and in fact, let's see, that number has increased in the past two years to 80%. Yeah. You've been ghosted more than once. And I've been ghosted more than once myself. Yeah. But I also will, let me just be honest and transparent, I've also ghosted. Yeah, I, I've ghosted too. I've been ghosted and I've ghosted. Yeah. Now, <laughs> now but let me say this. Um, ghosting is complicated as well. Um, but let, let, let's talk about let's talk about the young woman's stance though. She was ghosted. That's painful. Yeah. That hurts a lot. So Margina, I mean, not that I'm trying to label or diagnose someone, but when someone ghosts someone, what is there? Is there a sign? Is that a sign of some type of underlying mental or emotional ailment or 
you know, that's what's going on. Why do people ghost people? Well, there could be a number of reasons. I think there's two main reasons. Mm-hmm. One, one of the main reasons is maybe if this person already struggles with abandonment. And so if the relationship is getting too serious and they feel like their emotions are involved, someone who struggles with abandonment will automatically feel that that person is going to leave anyways. So it's mm-hmm. like, let me end it before it gets too serious. Right. And on the flip, sometimes and, and and oftentimes this happens when people are giving signs and they're just not as comfortable with coming straight out and saying, listen, I don't want to talk to you anymore. So they're giving signs, they're giving hints. The other person isn't get, getting it. And then so then they slowly they just cut off communication because it's like you're not listening to my signs. I said there was two and then there's a third one. I and, and I don't think that ghosting is OK, but there is one situation where I feel it is OK if you're in an emotionally abusive relationship. Mm-hmm. And sometimes what happens is you have said, I feel stuck. This is difficult. And the other person will guilt you, manipulate you to stay. And so in that case, I do feel like it is OK. But there is definitely psychological things going on with ghosting because this says that this person can, is not comfortable with being up front and speaking and saying, I don't want to do this anymore. So they cut off the communication. Well, let me say this. So, I mean, you write, you raised a lot of good points. Um, first off, to, to piggyback on the, when it's okay to ghost. Yeah. Okay. This is when you should ghost. Like you said, when yes. there's time of abuse involved. Absolutely. I'm going to say it's also okay to ghost when maybe there, there's been situations that have arose in your relationship. They've done something to hurt you that you mm-hmm. don't like. You've addressed the situation. Um, talked about some resolution and it keeps happening again Mm -hmm. and again and again. Mm -hmm. By that point, I feel like there's nothing else to talk about. I've told you, you're not listening. You're not taking my feelings into consideration. Then I just need to go ghost. Absolutely. Another situation is, and I don't, I don't, I don't have any stats for this, but I'm just going to put it out there. Sometimes people are in whole full blown other relationships, married with kids, all, you know, happy home elsewhere. You find that out. I'm ghosting you. There, One thousand percent. No I think if you flaking on two dates, you get ghosted. You get ghosted. We, we're going to dinner. You didn't show up. We had coffee. You found a reason not to go ghost. Right. Like there's certain. And, and, and I think that is more of than setting a boundary for yourself. Right. I'm not going to allow this person to not show up, not commit on dates. OK, so if they're not committing, then they're not putting their energy into me. Right. Then why would I do the same? Ghost. Right. Exactly. But now, so back to back to our, our viewer who submitted this, it doesn't set. Well, she didn't say that any of those situations applied no. for her. So what? So why would this person ghost her? Right. So we, we don't know. It could be any it of these be, reasons. Mm-hmm. But now I want to address her as the person who's been ghosted. Now, I know when I've been ghosted, it was painful. It was like mm-hmm. a breakup. Like, why? Mm-hmm. And I felt like, am I not good enough? Am I not pretty enough? Like, did I do something wrong? And I actually blamed myself initially yeah. for the being ghosted. So, I mean, I'm pretty sure you've probably had people in your therapy sessions, you know, blame themselves for things they have yeah. no control of. Yeah. Why do we do that? Well, because you just want to find a reason, right? Mm-hmm. And we want to find a solution when it comes to ghosting because ultimately then you're left with no answer. It hurts. Yeah, it does. And we want to have an answer. Like we said, we want to have closure. You know, we want to have an answer. We want to be able to say that this is the reason the relationship ended. And so you're just trying to find a reason and an understanding of why this would happen. And so that's why we will blame ourselves or we'll, you know, say, well, what is it that I did wrong? Because, oh, you know, usually people will say like, this isn't working out. And so when someone doesn't say it and they walk away, ultimately you feel like it's something you did. 
Now, okay, so you say uh, that's a good point. So, yes, we if someone feels like it's not working, we want to hear that. We definitely yeah. want to hear it. But on the flip side of that, because I've been in that situation, sometimes it's not easy to say that to someone because you don't want to hurt their feelings. Yeah. And then maybe they're just generally a good person. Like, you know, they check all the boxes, mm-hmm. but they the when it comes to like the butterflies and just, yeah, you know, that, driving you crazy, yeah. it just it wasn't the, a click yeah. there. So yeah. I found that very hard. And I yeah. remember... Uh, and I don't know, this is several years ago. I remember ha- trying to have this conversation with someone. And I said, have you ever had something that you wanted to say and didn't know how to say it because the other person was really, really nice and, you know, you don't want to hurt their feelings? And he, listen, Brad man was not getting it. <laughs> so he wasn't getting it. He was like, well, you should just talk to the, you know, talk to the person. Or, you know, like just coming up with all of these other great answers. And like he was perfect on all of it all other scales everything was the box was checked but he just I just wasn't as attracted to him or as he was to me and that was a very difficult difficult conversation I just said and then at the end I just like you know what I can't do this anymore I'll call you back and I never called him back yeah so y'all thought I was gonna say that I told him but no I couldn't yeah and then when he would call I would just ignore his phone calls because that's hard yeah that's not okay it wasn't. And you know, that was a very bad thing. Shame on you, Nurse tis, Alice. Tis, tis. Tis, But I'm just being, but this yeah. is part of the show though. Yeah. We want people to share their stories and be yeah. able to be honest because yeah. we want to help try yeah. to provide solutions. But- That's normal though. Unfortunately, that is normal. That is what I would say is the main reason people are ghosting because they don't have the courage no, to say, I don't want to be with you. This isn't working out. Yes, you're a great person, but when you walk in, I don't feel like I want to jump on you. I feel like I want to jump out the window, right? And so sometimes it's hard when that person fits all the description or maybe family are like, listen, he's a great guy or she's a great guy. Like you're looking for a relationship, go with that. But there has to be more than just you're a good person. Right. Now, um, with that with that scenario, I'll say this. I felt really bad. Of course and you I feel felt bad. And then, so now self-reflection, now that I'm all grown up, right? I felt like um, I should have been better, a better communicator to someone. And I think some of the challenge with ghosting is that we are afraid to have difficult conversations. And I think that's part, that's, you know, what, that's part of being mature. So at the Mm -hmm. time I was very immature Mm -hmm. and couldn't have the conversation and Mm -hmm. now, I took the easy way out to benefit me, but I wasn't really yeah. considering the other person's feelings. So yeah. I think when it comes to dating people or, um, you know, if it's going to work, if it's not going to work, that communication and being honest is very important. And if you can't say something, then you're not going to be able to live in your truth. And what no. kind of relationship will no. that be? Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, that, that I was like, I didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to do. But now I would want to provide someone that respect. As yeah, I would want that yeah. respect for myself. A lot of times, too, I think people, which, which, and I would say to my clients, like, you don't have to have a reason to end a relationship. A lot of times people feel like you there don't? has, no. Like, I don't, I'm just playing. <laughs> I don't think that you, if, if, if the reason is that this is just not working out, 
and I don't feel that with you, they don't have to be a bad person. You can say that it's not working out. We should never be obligated to stay in any sort of romantic relationship. Okay. Right? And so the thing is, is that a lot of times people find it to, okay, well, it was Valentine's Day. It was New Year's. You know, the mom passed. It's a hard time. Like, when is the right time to have the conversation? And so people Mm. contemplate and swirl in their mind when to have the conversation. And then they overwhelm and they're like, I don't want to have it at all. Right. Or they would yes. say you should never end it through text. You should never end it through email. But I would tell you someone would rather have you send a text and say, I don't want to do this than you to never answer the phone again. Okay. Well, that that's true. And I will mm-hmm. say that. And that's one really great thing about text. Um, <laughs> about text. You can say what you wouldn't normally have the courage yeah. to say. Hide behind the cell phone. Yeah. Um, but I'll say this. Another painful part about ghosting is. The person is maybe no longer speaking with you, but now you're still watching them live their best life on social media. Unfollow. Posting. Okay, Mm -hmm. okay, good. That's where I was going to go. I was going to say, it's painful for me. And actually, there's this... um, uh, a true medical condition called broken heart syndrome. Yes. Takasubu syndrome. Absolutely. And it's when there's an emotional or stressful event that is so intense that it actually manifests mm-hmm. physically mm-hmm. where you can actually physically have chest pains. It's yeah. almost like having a panic yeah, attack. It is. It's so called somatic symptoms. You're having these somatic yep. symptoms and there's actually some physiological changes happening. Mm-hmm. This is some real stuff. So yeah. while I said panic attack, it's deeper than that. There's yeah. actually, you know, can you have a heart attack from you that? Can. Yeah, you can actually you have, have a heart attack. Exactly. You can have a heart attack or you can even at least feel like you're about yeah. to have a heart attack. And so that's the part that makes it even worse. Yeah. Um, yeah. That you're feeling those things. So it's really important that. You got to get some help. Seek need, some help. Yeah. Right. And so see if you're if you've been ghosted. Yeah. The first thing I want you to know is that you are loved. And that is their loss. Absolutely. Right? I know a lot of memes will say that. Um, what is it? You never. You don't lose. You just learn. Mm-hmm. So you learn that. And how good is that that you've learned that this is not the person for you yeah. early on now? And then just chop them up and just pray for them. It's like, oh, well, they need some help with their communication mm-hmm. skills. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you've been ghosted, it's also not the time to try to take revenge yeah. on someone. Oh, do. Oh, they you know, do. I know. I know they do. But, you know, this is because I've ghosted you. This is actually a perfect time to focus on yourself. Absolutely. So, Absolutely. So know that it's not your fault and that you're loved and you deserve someone better who's going to treat you right. And in doing that, part of that's going to be not just mentally thinking those things, but taking care of your emotions as well and physically. Yes, yes, yes. And if you have been ghosted in the relationships and then learn from that. Mm -hmm. And if you learn from it, it's not a breakup, it's a come up. Oh, yes, yes. Because you've just lost. If you yes. you lost me, that's mm-hmm. permanent loss. Absolutely. Oh, loser. No, <laughs> no, but okay. But these are good things. And so yeah. let's see. I wanted to also, um, I think we've, we've, we've hit all of the, the, the big pieces about ghosting. Don't do it, guys. Yeah. I mean, if you're mature, if you're mature, you just really communicate. Just communicate. Exactly. Um, because believe me, if you don't want me, that's fine. Because your homeboy was art. No, I'm just playing. Yeah. <laughs> There's always someone, someone there. And listen, you can't find your soulmate and the person that you're supposed to be with if you if there's someone occupying that space. Absolutely. That free doesn't it belong up there. Mentally and physically free up the space so you can let other fish come on in. Exactly. And there's plenty of fish in the sea, really, as well as plenty of fish, the app. So yeah. 
get into it, right? Yes. So if you're someone who's been ghosted or maybe you've done some ghosting, um, we'd love to hear your stories. We'd like to uh, share, um, if that's all right with you, with other, you know, listeners who might be going through the same thing. And we can just learn from one another. And that's really what this show is all about, answering your health wellness, love, and lifestyle questions so you can stay in the know and live life well. And we do a lot of that by just creating community and having a safe space Mm -hmm. where we can talk about these things. Because sometimes you might go to your doctor or your nurse practitioner or someone and feel like, you know what, I can't really ask these questions. And this is the show. This is the show. And then if I don't know the answer, I'm going to bring on experts like Margina to help us sift through uh, what's really going on and help provide some options. So again, Follow us, um, like, subscribe, all of those great things. We're on all social media handles at Ask Nurse Alice, and you can submit your questions and comments to AskNurseAlice.com. And then as well, Martina, where can people find you or maybe acquire your services, those type of things? Let people know. Yes, so folks can find me on all social media platforms at Margina Carter, and that's Margina with an E, not an I. You can find me on all social media platforms. You can also check out my website at www.marginacarter.com. And for my private practice, Carter Care Therapeutic Services, you can check out that website at www.cartercaretherapy.com. Okay, great. And then also, well, big shout out to Inclusive Media, who is producing this show. You can follow them on Inclusive Media Podcast Network. And please also make sure to download and follow this show, Ask Nurse Alice, on Spotify, Apple, and Stitcher. And so this has been a great conversation. And we're going to keep the conversation going. So please, again, submit all your questions and comments to Ask Nurse Alice. Well, friends, you know, parting is bittersweet, but I want everyone to live a happy and healthy life. So till next time, live well, my friends.